It's Meteorological Monday. Well, hello, everybody. It's a brand new week. It's hopefully a brand new weather pattern. Wow, what a crazy day yesterday. Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather, science, earth science, and periodically some interesting off-topic episodes. Most of the time I do those on Fridays, just in case you are new to the program. I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz Podcast, Andre Bernier, and I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. And this is episode number 188 for Monday, May 10th, 2021. Well, I mentioned yesterday being a very interesting day. We'll cover a couple of uh, things in the short term, take a break, and then... We will continue with looking at uh, maybe a medium-range forecast, and we'll concentrate on precipitation, which uh, we are catching up to. More on that after the break. But let's talk about uh, the snowfall on Sunday. For those of you listening outside of the Ohio Valley, we received, uh, at least parts of the area, measurable snowfall. Now... That was not the case at Hopkins Airport. In fact, Hopkins Airport saw no measurable or even a trace of snowfall. They never saw the snow fall there. But a lot of northern Ohio did see it mix in periodically and from time to time, and much more so in places. Uh, For instance, in Youngstown, at the Youngstown-Warren Airport on Sunday, they had one 0.6 inches of snow, and this ties the 2020 and 1966 record as being the third latest measurable snowfall on record at Youngstown Airport, and it's also the largest May snow amount since 5.4 inches in 1966, also on May the 9th, 1966. So some really interesting values coming out of this through certain places. Now, it's interesting to note that Hopkins Airport again saw absolutely no snow, not even a trace of snowfall. And that would have been, had we even gotten a trace or measurable, let's say measurable snowfall, had we seen some measurable snowfall at Hopkins Airport, that would have been the second consecutive May that we saw that kind of measurable snowfall. So it got me thinking, okay, how rare is that? I went all the way back to when records moved to the airport in 1937 and found that there's only one year or one set of years, uh, pairs consecutive that have measurable snowfall in the month of May. And that is 1972, had about a half inch of snow in 1972. And in 1973, it was more than just a couple of inches. So uh, 1972-73, the only two years consecutive in the month of May that had measurable snowfall. Had yesterday 
been one of those days officially at the airport, and we always have to do apples to apples because that's the way records are best looked at when you're doing all kinds of comparisons. Uh, That would have meant the first time since the early 1970s, but that was not the case. We missed out, and uh, at least at the airport. Uh, Here at the Weather Jazz Studios in beautiful downtown West Central Geauga County, we ended up with about a half inch of really wet, heavy slop. And it started at about 10 o'clock and switched over to all snow by 10.30 and stayed all snow until about noon. And had this occurred at night, we probably would have been looking at an inch, inch and a half, and that certainly wouldn't have been good, as it was with just a half inch of very heavy, wet slop. The trees did not like it because the leaves are coming out. At least the deciduous trees did not like it. The pines couldn't care less. They're designed to take all kinds of snow stress. They bend, but not so much the deciduous trees. There were a lot of deciduous trees, even with a half inch of snow, that were bowing down to that uh, gravity pressure and the snow pressure. Fortunately, we saw no uh, breaks. Uh, None of our branches came down. That's a good thing. And the snow stopped before that became an issue. Uh, I know that there were a number of places that picked up closer to an inch or two of slop. My wife, Sally, went to Chardon on a Sunday afternoon, and there she said that it it was considerably more than the half inch that we had, and uh, that probably would have been in the order of one to two inches that we ended up. So now we're going to put that behind us. It's the last one of the season. Um, I seem to remember saying that it would not snow this weekend. Yes, I know that, but you know what? Weather, especially when you're right on the cusp of uh, temperatures that are very close to critical things like that can happen and uh, that's why i love weather because weather surprises us sometimes even the meteorologist if it didn't surprise us well maybe it would be a, a more of a boring science but that's what makes meteorology so interesting sometimes it tosses a monkey wrench at you that you weren't expecting well Uh, Before we take a break, I thought I'd mention that in Fairbanks, Alaska, last year, for the entire summer, the highest temperature last summer was 82 degrees. And that occurred actually in the month of May, not June, July, or August. And that ended up being the warmest day of a rather dreary summer, according to the National Weather Service in Fairbanks. And they recorded their fourth coldest High temperature for any summer on record, 80 degrees is the record coldest. In other words, the the very maximum that any summer temperature got to. Remember, Fairbanks is in the middle of Alaska, and it gets pretty toasty there sometimes. And they frequently will see highs in the 90s, uh, but that's that wasn't the case last year. 82 was the highest. Um, and it was also the earliest summer high temperature on record last year, 82 being in the month of May, May 9th for them. 
fourth coldest summer on record in terms of uh, the maximum high temperatures. Well, one more little bit of news before we take a break, and that is good news in this sense. It is a sign that spring is moving closer and closer to summer. The Lake County Captains have opening night today. Ah, that's good. Baseball, uh, minor league baseball at its finest. Uh, The Lake County Captains are very popular here in Northeast Ohio. For those of you listening outside of Ohio, and it's just one more sign that I think we can indeed put away snow uh, in uh, this season until next year. Now, of course, officially we didn't get snow. So uh, when I said that we wouldn't see snow this weekend, I guess officially, technically, that would be correct. But uh, obviously that wasn't the case for every single backyard across the area. Don't worry, I get that. Uh, When we come back, we'll talk about rainfall, the fact uh, that we have really caught up what our forecast is in the short term, and we'll also talk about the rocket launch from Wallops Island, Virginia, that has now been scrubbed a bunch of times. We'll go off tonight, and I'll give you the forecast details and when to look and in what direction, all that great stuff when we come back. Okay, we're back talking about rainfall and catching up with a pretty big deficit that the atmosphere has handed us recently. I'll talk more about that in just a second. A quick mention, and I am essentially redoing my audio studio in the Weather Jazz Command Central Uh, See, a long time ago, I uh, took one room and uh, essentially converted it into uh, an audio studio, which was used uh, by a number of other people, too, to produce uh, some ministry-type programs. That was a lot of fun. It was almost soundproof, and it was very cool. I used to take my naps in there. When I worked on the morning show at WJW Television, that's how quiet the room was. And, uh, well, with time, uh, that room uh, was reclaimed by my wife, and she said, why don't you take the downstairs, which I did. But recently, uh, my son occasionally uh, still works from home. He's an engineer, and he is still with us at the moment. And uh, so he has claimed the basement. And so I looked back at the mudroom and told Sally, I said, I'm reclaiming this. And uh, she had no problem with that. And so I am once again redesigning the room. Also, uh, if ever I need to do television weather from home, this is going to be my home studio. So it's essentially going to be an audio and video studio. And from time to time, I may keep you updated and post some pictures of what that looks like. I'll post a picture. In fact, Mike Russell is a a very popular radio jingles guy in London. And uh, he and Isabella have done a few of my Weather Jazz Opens. That's the voice you hear when... 
you hear it's Meteorological Monday, or what's better than a science book, or it's Open Line Friday for, for, for Friday. I love how they do that, that stutter thing. At any rate, they run a production jingle house called musicradiocreative.com, mrc.fm. And I posted a picture to Mike because his picture was on my giant screen TV that I have in the studio while I'm soundproofing one of the the, uh, walls. Now, it is a painstaking process, without a doubt. Uh, And that's okay because I'm having a custom desk built by a wonderful friend of mine, Bob Gilmore. And Bob lives in Connecticut. Uh, He... Uh, is just multi-talented and on the side enjoys building furniture. And he said, let let me take that off your hand because I couldn't find the right thing, the right desk, the right size. And it had to go along with the room. And Bob said, let me take a crack at it and uh, give me the dimensions. And we will make the desk so that it fits perfectly in the spot that you envision. So uh, Bob... Uh, who's been a friend since 19... uh, In fact, I can give you the exact date. November 11th, 1978, when he walked into the WWLR-FM studios in Lindenville, Vermont. That's the campus radio station at Linden State College, where I went to college. He wandered in, having listened or heard part of my countdown broadcast. And his story, the story that I'm telling you of how we met and then how we re-met because we lost connection, but God in his great mercy reconnected us in a truly miraculous way. There's absolutely no other way that this could have happened had God not arranged this. So we knew after the second time of this reconnection that we were supposed to be together as friends and ever since we've been very 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 fast friends if you want to check out the whole story go to my book the extra mile and it's available on amazon just uh, do a search for the extra mile andre bernier amazon It'll be the first thing that comes up. It's also available on Kindle if you have a Kindle. Uh, But I recommend it. Look at the whole chapter on Bob Gilmore uh, because Bob has a whole chapter and the chapter uh, on um, how we met and how we re-met and what that friendship has done. Anyway, he's the one that's going to be building me my desk. I can't wait to show it to you on weatherjazz.com. But if you want to see that picture that Mike Russell in response, said this weekend, that is looking ace, Andre. Love the patterns. That will be one pro room. I retweeted that on my Twitter account. If you want to follow me there, it's Andre Bernier. Just look for the blue check mark. Make sure it has the blue check mark, otherwise it's not me. At any rate, I'm going to post that picture uh, along with some other materials that we'll be talking about here. On weatherjazz.com, episode number 188. Okay, let's talk about rainfall, because we certainly have seen quite a bit here. Uh, Precipitation Sunday at Hopkins Airport, over an inch, 1.13 inches. And the average is uh, 0.12, so obviously we made up a lot of ground. Uh, Month to date, almost two inches. 
and normal is one, so we're about an inch above normal in the month of May. We are still, though, when you consider January 1st, that we were running a five and even six inch rainfall deficit, the ground was pretty hard. At one point, I think I told you about the, the fact that we were riding our riding mower in the month of April and not sinking into the, into the ground, which is a, a normal thing because you have all that moisture from the uh, from the snow you don't really have warm temperatures to evaporate that moisture the moisture is still settling into the ground the ground is very soggy last year it was very soggy in fact it was soggy well into summer a lot of farmers had uh, trouble planting their corn because the ground was too soggy well this year the exact opposite it was very 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 dry uh, but uh, the recent rains have uh, really taken down the uh, precipitation departure so instead of five six inches below normal it's three and a half inches that's a whole lot better so we did make up some lost ground in the month of may we'll see where that ends up but uh, as you see in the map i'm going to post this on uh, weatherjazz.com episode number 188 uh, here is the 72 hour qpf qpf is qualitative precipitation forecast for the country and you'll see it gets shoved to the south so it's going to be a dry week and i suppose it's okay because we've had such a wet period it's nice to get a dry period uh, in here but the pattern right now is cool-ish uh, we are going to see a slow temperature recovery but it's interesting that uh, a couple of the computer models are really really struggling with what happens in uh, week two and three beyond this week um, and one computer model indicates uh, the cool pattern will persist and the other one says hey it's really going to warm up and dramatically uh, and my vote is for probably near or cooler than normal just uh, because of what we call the mjo the madden julian oscillation that's one of the long range pattern teleconnections shows or seems to want to indicate that uh, we're going to stall in a pattern that wants to keep the cool air in the eastern u.s we'll see what happens but at least in the short term what i mean by short term is this week the uh, temperatures will begin to rise so we'll go from 50s below normal to 60s near normal maybe even going into the 70s uh, toward the weekend. We'll have to wait and see if we can get it that warm. But uh, at least we will climb out of colder than normal, but it's going to take a few days to get there. All right, before we say so long, let's talk about the rocket. This is the Kinet-X rocket launch that has been scrubbed from Wallops Island, Virginia now. It was originally supposed to go up on Friday, and at the last minute, they basically scrubbed it. The, the weather was not cooperating. They rescheduled it for Saturday, and they had to scrub that launch because the winds aloft were too strong. <clears throat> the winds aloft have to be within a certain parameter in order to keep that rocket safe. It was outside that zone, so they essentially scrubbed the launch on uh, Saturday not sure if they rescheduled it for Sunday. If they did, obviously, there was a scrub there, too. Yep, I see that. Uh, it was scrubbed on Sunday. So there were three scrubs. There was a scrub on Sunday evening. And so it will be going off 
today, hopefully, with uh, no other problems or issues. It'll go off at 8.04 p.m. And if you take a look at the map that I have put on weatherjazz.com, episode number 188, you're going to see how many seconds it'll take for us to see it here in eastern Ohio. If you live closer to Wallops Island, Virginia, you'll have a much better view of it. And if you live along the coast, even better. Um, You'll see uh, quite a trail uh, behind it. Uh, In some cases, the trail can be green and purple because of the stages that uh, essentially go off with this particular type of rocket. But even here in eastern Ohio, if the weather holds out, we're going to be able to see it about 60 seconds after 8.04 p.m. So look in the eastern sky. Try to get somewhere where there is a clean eastern horizon. The flatter, the better. If you have a lot in the way, like trees, houses, buildings, etc., obviously not ideal because for us it'll be somewhat low in the sky. So the flatter the eastern horizon, wherever you are, the better. And uh, again, let's hope that the weather is going to cooperate. Let me take a quick look at the visible satellite to see what we're looking at. Yeah, there may be some patchy clouds that float in and out. That's a little concerning, uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to see at least uh, a part of the rocket in between some of the broken clouds that may want to uh, slide in here tonight. Again, that's 8.04 p.m. and 60 seconds. That's 8.05 p.m. and very low in the eastern horizon. Given the fact that we have enough uh, breaks in the clouds to the east to be able to see it. Do me a favor. If you snap up great photo, Make sure you share it with us. You can send it to me, weatherjazz at yahoo.com, and I will put it on the website and let you know about it on Wednesday. Again, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. If you happen to catch a really good picture of the Kinet X rocket, which will be going off a little after 8 o'clock, and that will be low in the eastern horizon. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode on this Meteorological Monday. Help me to spread the word. Tell everybody about this podcast, especially if you know somebody who's interested in science and weather and earth science and virtually anything else. Of course, we've done podcasts on various other things, making ice cream in Fairbanks. Speaking of Fairbanks, we talked about it earlier. Uh, I've uh, done had musical uh, guests, uh, Jon Jonsson from Iceland, uh, one of Iceland's number one pop musicians, just a wonderful uh, gentleman. I think that was episode number 130. We've talked about Little Free Libraries uh, for a couple of Fridays in a row. That was a whole lot of fun. So we talk about lots of things. We focus on weather and science Monday and Wednesday, and on Friday can be virtually anything. So we certainly hope that you'll spread the word and increase the number of people that become Weather Jazz podcast listeners and subscribers. Special thanks to all of you who continue to partner to support Weather Jazz, Andrea Rich from Tennessee, Bill Martin from Florida, in Ohio, Rose Moore, Christine Barnes, Will and Tonya Krause, Dale Osborne, and in Vermont, Victoria Singer, And obviously, there's room for a ton more names. If you want to add your name, I would love to add your name and tout you as a supporter on the air. 
and you'll find the links at the bottom of every episode's show notes. If you have a question or topic suggestion, please contact me, and you can contact me at weatherjazz at yahoo.com. Also, via voicemail at the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect Line, 234-525-5888. 234-525-5888. And also, if you want to catch my television broadcasts and you do not live in the greater Cleveland area, it's an easy way to do that. Just go to weatherjazz.com. I've added a new link called the Live Fox 8. You can click on that, click on the player, and you can catch my 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. weekday weather segments on WJW Television Fox 8. Remember, that's Eastern Time Zone, and you can do that on weatherjazz.com. So, until the next time, we'll see you with another engaging episode right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe. Jazz Podcast.